0: curiosity, it's probably the best antidote to judgment that we have as human beings. Because as soon as we can turn something from like, I'm not good enough to I wonder if I'm not good enough, or if I just made a mistake, it changes the whole perspective that we're coming from.
1: Hello, and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver, and this is the Digital Agency Show podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we're hanging out with Gavin McHale. Gavin is a uh, success coach at the Early to Rise team. Uh, That's courtesy of Craig Ballantyne, one of our faves on this podcast. Um, Gavin, he was a former hockey player. He followed all the rules, and when he started as a personal trainer, he had big aspirations, just like his hockey career, as he tried to build his business, he realized that he was the one holding himself back from success. I think we can all relate with that. Through mindset work, Gavin has been able to build a more sustainable and higher paying business, and he's been able to see that success come to fruition. Some people call him the mindset guy. Let's talk about it. Gavin, welcome to the program, man.
0: Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited that Craig made the connection, and I think... um you know, thanks to Craig for the fact that I have a higher paying business now because, you know, Craig's a big part of that, so.
1: Yeah, he's been a, a huge inspiration for I think a lot of people. I've got a lot of, uh, we've had people on this show that have recommended his his book, um, yep. The Perfect Day Formula. And, um, you know, gosh, I, I think I looked at other day. he was like on episode number like 35 or something. And it was like oh, way, yeah. way, it was like, a, it was like hundreds of episodes ago, but he's coming back on the program soon. Uh, yes. Which is which is super fun. So so I guess how like what what was your um, give us like the the couple minute backstory for you like how did you get into entrepreneurship and and what did that look like?
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting uh, roundabout way. I was uh, I'm Canadian, just like Craig. So my story, of course, starts with hockey. I was a I was a hockey goalie, and I was probably probably one or two steps away from playing professional hockey. And what happened was in my draft year to you know the NHL, I managed to orchestrate a complete meltdown of epic proportions that culminated in a New Year's Eve fight. I was a goalie, so goalies don't fight. And a New Year's Eve fight that is still out there in the bowels of YouTube, a grainy 2005 video where I got my face punched in in front of like 10,000 people. And, you know, that was, you know, the way I swing it now is that was life trying to, sh- trying to tell me that, you know, I was missing something and I didn't, I didn't believe in myself, but I didn't listen at that point. I was a 17 year old idiot. So, you know, the hockey path ended for me after, after that. And then, you know, a few more years of, of bouncing around different teams and leagues and, you know, went to school and did the same thing. I, I, graduated top of my class right like i got to the top right away i was was the good soldier right um but when i got into business as a as a personal trainer i started to notice this pattern coming up again of this kind of like you know as soon as things go sideways i start blaming everybody else it's never my fault and just like hockey i really leaned into like how can i you know learn better tactics and strategies give me all the sales stuff give me all the instagram stuff could have written a textbook man just like you know I was a really good goalie coach after I finished my hockey career because I had all these skills the problem was I couldn't put these pieces together for myself right so that's when I you know of course the teacher appears and and all and all those fun things that's when I was introduced to mindset work and it just it just made this massive shift in my life and As I continued down the business path, different businesses, growth, lots of really good things, and then came into Craig's world, I realized that even millionaires and people who quote unquote, have it all together, need this work and want this work. And that's where it's, you know, I've realized like the more successful the person, the more likely they are to get a ton out of subconscious work and mindset work like what I can do. Yeah.
1: I, I like that, um, you know, that when things go sideways, right, you, you kind of start to, to blame or, uh, yeah. or things would fall apart. And I think that happens for a lot of our listeners. Maybe they get a big opportunity and maybe they get thrown a curveball and they don't know how to deal with it. Or maybe they have a big project and they think they all have it figured out and then a team member quits or, you know, it's like there, there's always these these issues that show up in, yeah. in business and I feel like that if your mindset is like business is problem free or something, then like you're pretty screwed, yeah. right? Cause it's going to go sideways. It's if it hasn't gone sideways this week, right? Just wait till next week, right? But it, it's like, how do you, how do you react and how do you manage that uncertainty? And cause it's pretty much guaranteed. Yeah. What are your, like, I guess now that you kind of understand how to handle that, I mean, what are the things that you, Will, will guide people through or help them to see those situations differently?
0: Yeah, I think, I think the first piece here is, is all about taking radical responsibility for everything, every part of your life and your business. And radical responsibility or responsibility in general is not to be confused with fault, okay? Because what a lot of high performers do. So I'm imagining agency owners, the people who are listening to this are probably identify as high performers. And this is the people that I, I know you so well. Okay. You know, they, as soon as things, they either will externalize it every, everything, right? That's what I started to do with hockey, right? Blaming coaches and things like that. And usually they do that as a protective mechanism because the other option is that they internalize everything and judge themselves heavily, right? Like, really, like, this is all my fault. I'm a piece of crap. I'm the worst, right? And, taking responsibility i feel that as more like a an objective view of what's happening right so okay this thing happened it was not what i expected and it was certainly not what i wanted but how can I learn something from this if I look at it objectively, right? So often we get stuck in this, in the subjective swirl of emotion and I always say like, you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle, right? It's like we're inside the tornado and everything feels chaotic. If you could just pull yourself out, take more objective view, you can start to look at, well, how could I take responsibility to change these results or to, or to, um, create a better situation or to learn from this thing that went sideways, right? There's always something we can pull out of it. And I mean, the things, as you said, the bad things are going to happen either way. So we can either judge ourselves and feel terrible about it, or we can learn something from it and move forward with that experience that we didn't have before.
1: Mm. Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to yougurus.com slash Cloudways or use promo code DASCW when signing up. Let's get back to our show. I love this this conversation because I feel like a lot of times when we think about responsibility or accountability, that there's this you know, a little bit of resistance from people's moms because they think it's about like, about placing blame, about saying, oh, you, you know, I want to hold you accountable, right? But I think like accountability, it's, it's, is it more of like a present tense thing? Like what's happening now? Like what's the situation and how do I, how do I deal with this thing now? Like that's what I feel like when I, when I hear you say radical responsibility, it's like, it's not like, okay, I need to figure out who to blame for this. It's like, I need to figure out what to do with this. I have this thing that I need to change or I
0: need to fix what is the thing that we're fixing and what are we going to do next? Yeah. And I think this, this needs to be pulled back even further to like the entire hustle and grind culture that you and I have been indoctrinated into. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, right. is like, you need to do more. You're not doing enough. You're the worst. You know, everyone that's better than you is just working harder than you. No, like that's actually totally wrong. Right. And so, This idea of accountability or responsibility on the foundation of hustle and grind is kind of just the wrong way to look at it, right? So if we can look at accountability from like, okay, if I was your coach, Brent, I want you to win and you want you to win. So I'm going to hold you to a higher standard that I know objectively is going to give you the best chance to win. That's what I feel is this like healthier, more, it's a healthier, more productive way of accountability and responsibility. And so I think it's really, it does just come down to what's the standard you're willing to hold yourself to or hold other people to. So how do you do that in a way that is
1: absent of that kind of blame or shame? Because I think that that's when, when I hear of... You know accountability, or it's like, oh, I gotta go check with my coach and tell them, you know, what I did or didn't do, and they're gonna like, you know, they're gonna make me feel like bad about that, right? Right. And, you um, know, how do you make the, that something that's that you're still able to hold accountable, uh, hold people accountable, but it's it's that objective understanding of that and and holding them to a higher standard.
0: I think I think the I mean the over overall is making sure that. They that my client understands that we are in a safe space and my job is to hold them in unconditional positive regard. That was one of the things I learned in school, uh, you know, going through to be a personal trainer is like, you know, people are judging themselves enough. You don't have to judge them too. Right? Like like someone who like fell off their nutrition plan, they already feel terrible about it, terrible about it. You don't have to jump on the bandwagon, right? So if I can hold you in unconditional positive regard, and then from there the best way that I've found to, um, I guess, side, you know, sidestep any judgment or making people feel worse about themselves. It's just curiosity. It's like, Oh, that's interesting that, you know, let's say, let's say take the workout example, right? That's interesting that you missed your workout. What happened? Mm. Right. Or like, you know, that's interesting that you didn't hit that KPI. Like, can you take me through what you learned from that? Or can you take me through, You know, what came, how did that come about? Like, why do you think that happened? And like, how could we improve that in the future, right? Curiosity is just, it's probably the best antidote to judgment that we have as human beings, because as soon as we can turn something from like, I'm not good enough to, I wonder if I'm not good enough or if I just made a mistake, right? It changes the whole, it changes the whole perspective that we're coming from.
1: I can imagine for our listeners that have teams or people that they're mentoring or, you know, the leader coach, right? People that are, are coaching yep. their their team members on a daily basis and they're trying to help them to level up, that this is like resonating for people. I mean, we, we all need it for ourselves too, but I think that's yeah. a really great way to practice it. And I, I love that unconditional positive regard followed by curiosity and helping yeah. them maybe understand what happened And how they could learn or do something differently from that.
0: Yeah, because like the basis of it all is like, I don't know about you, but I learned way more from the tests that I got C's on than I learned from the tests that I got A's on in school, right? Like we learn a lot more when we fail. And I use failure as a word that is not negative. We, we learn so much more when we make mistakes, when things don't go the way we expect them to. So how, what, what I feel my job is when that happens is how can I, how can I squeeze as much juice out of this as possible? Because this is a great learning moment, right? You've been doing the things and everything's been going well. And then boom, it like all comes crashing down on you. Awesome. Like in my head, I'm like, awesome, we can learn something from this, right? Even though it feels like your world is falling apart in that day. I see it as we can learn something from this because that's going to give you give us so much juicy feedback.
1: Mm. How how do you like approach because there's like, hey, I tried something, it didn't work well, or I, you know, I was doing my nutrition plan, right? And the fitness analogy, and I, you know, I just decided to like blow it off one day or whatever. But What about like the non-start, you know? It's like, we didn't even, we didn't even try, is there? I mean, I guess there's always a learning, you know, like to get kind of meta about it.
0: Like we learned that not starting doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's good. Right. So I always say to people, um, I'll give them something. uh, Even when I'm doing something like this, right. I'll give someone like a challenge, right. Okay. I want you to go and do this. Right. And I'll say like, okay, the only thing you have to do is something. Because, and this comes from, Alex Hormozzi talks about this. A lot of us think that we need to be perfect, right? Every action needs to be perfect. Really, actually, every action just needs to not move you away from your goal. Because if you're taking any step in even the vicinity of the right direction towards your goal, you're going to get feedback from that and that's going to straighten you out right? So i always say to people, I had this coach in hockey, one of my best junior hockey coaches, and he would always talk about, when you're on the ice, just don't do nothing. Don't do nothing, <laughs> right? So it's like, okay, I've given you something to do. Just like, go and do something so that you can bring me something back so that we can figure out if that was in the right direction or not.
1: Yeah. I imagine you if, you're, if you're on the ice, right? Just standing there... Yeah, You know, like could lead to calamity, you know, like maybe, maybe in baseball, you could be out in right field and do nothing.
0: Just standing <laughs> maybe. around, right?
1: Yeah. Um, and then you hear the yeah. crack of a bat, you're like, oh crap, right? <laughs> Whereas like, I just imagine probably like do something. somebody yeah. getting checked at a, at a standstill and just getting like, totally like taken out, right? Uh, yeah. And hockey maybe yeah. is a little bit different, but I think that's what, like, do something. So do something and, 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 and move towards the goal, even if it just a little bit. So you get a little bit of feedback.
0: Yeah, like some some sort of aligned action, right? One of Craig's, one of my favorite quotes from Craig is, uh, values and vision drive every decision. So if you are aware of where you want to go and you are at least somewhat aware of your general core values, make a decision, do something because that's an aligned or like at least an intentional action. And then from there, Let's pull the lessons out of it. Whether it went well, whether it didn't go well, doesn't really matter, actually. If it went well, it's like, oh, great. Awesome. Let's do that again and see if it goes well again, right? Or let's double down on that, right? Like, it's it's just all about this, like, take intentional action, get feedback, iterate if you need to, reiterate if you need to, take more intentional action. I just really simplified my whole job, actually. <laughs> Oops. How, how do you help people around
1: time because it's I, and we hear that a lot like oh I don't have I don't have time for this I don't have time for that I don't have time to yeah. build that funnel I don't have time to reach out to past clients I don't have
0: time to you know yeah. do a webinar um how much how much time do we have here to, to <laughs> for me to break into this so um I, I don't know if you guys, if if anybody's heard this, right? Like Beyonce has the same twenty four hours that me and you have, right? And and it's it's that joke that like, hey, you know, everyone has time, and and the reality is, is that this is this is a belief, right? So to every single person, now I'm going to be very clear, I do not have children you know i'm 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 married and you know i have so there's two of us to do all these things around the house and we don't have children but i will say the the belief that you don't have time right is 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 false i mean there is always something that can be done to provide you with more time and this is one of the things craig talks about a lot is you have to make the time most of my first calls with people we get them back two and a half hours a week, 30 minutes a day within 15 minutes. And that's just by being smarter about what they do with their mornings, like literally. And it has nothing to do with waking up earlier or anything like that. And so this comes back on a deeper level to our subconscious brain, right? Our subconscious brain, 95 to 98% of our brain, and it will create these quote-unquote rules about time, about money, about who we are in the world. And generally, it creates these to protect us, right? It's trying to protect us from something, right? So maybe it's trying to protect us from overwhelm, or maybe it's trying to protect us from, from, you know, burnout, whatever it is, right? But then there comes a time where that belief no longer serves you, right? Where that belief is no longer helping you in what you say you consciously want. And so the first step is we have to recognize that. I don't have enough time is a belief. Now I'm so happy that we're on a podcast and we're not in the same room as some of these people because they might want to punch me in the face and that's okay. Then when we recognize it's a belief and we can change it. Okay. That's when we have the power to say, well, who could I step into if I chose to change this? And if I chose to change it, like what's a new belief that would serve me better? Because changing your beliefs, all it takes. Is a decision, right? Implanting something new that serves you better. Like, um, you know, maybe instead of I don't have time, we could say, like, I am efficient. I am efficient with my work time, right? Or something like that that, that, that serves you better than, than the other one. And then, you know, if we really want to ingrain that change in the subconscious brain, you've just got to look for evidence, right? You've just got to look for evidence. You need a stack of proof. Because you've got a whole stack of proof that you don't have enough time and your brain's going to keep looking for evidence of that. Now we have a new belief. Now let's go looking for proof that that is the case. Does that make sense? I kind of went down a rabbit hole there. I hope you don't mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think just even realizing that there's, you know, if, if that's the, you know, hey, I don't have time for something. That's a, a belief as a core idea and, and maybe just even bringing awareness to what are those beliefs, right? Whether it's, I mean, I can yes. imagine people that are saying, oh, I don't have money for something, right? It's like, oh, well, I'm going around looking for evidence that I don't have money and there's probably lots of things I want to buy that I can't buy. And I'm like, oh, I don't have enough money, right? It's like, and you're going to find that truth. Whereas if you can change that belief to like, I have enough money to, to invest in the things that are important to me, you know, maybe then I'm going to
0: go find the things that are, are most important for me. Yeah, you, you will find what you're looking for and your beliefs Your your core beliefs will generally guide what you're looking for. Hey, agency owners. Are you looking
1: for a strategic and reliable white-label partner to scale your agency business? E2M is the number one white-label partner for digital agencies when it comes to website design, web development, e-commerce, SEO, and content writing. E2M is trusted by over 150 agency partners and has been providing white-label services for the last 10 years. Their team has over 170 experts and is on a mission to help 500 agencies increase their revenue and profit margins with impactful white-label services. Check out their transparent and flexible white-label pricing at e2msolutions.com forward slash uGurus. That's www.e2msolutions.com forward slash U-G-U-R-U-S. E2M is currently running a special discount for 10% off for your first three months. Check it out now. It's available for a limited time. How do you approach if people are not satisfied or, or happy with like maybe the work that they're doing? Like I, I Speaking of Hermosy, right? He had a, a post the other day that was talking about like, uh, you know, you, you, you're probably better off investing another year in a business that you've already spent three years on um, versus like starting something new. And I see this a lot with people, right? They have, a, they have an agency that they've built but maybe they see somebody yep. else running a business or they, you know, they log on to Instagram, God forbid, and they see all these millionaires mm-hmm. and billionaires, right? And then they're like, oh man, I don't know. I, sh- I don't know if I should run this business. I should maybe change my business. I should sell courses. I should do this, right? And all of a sudden they start mm-hmm. imagining like, that, that what they're doing right now is not serving them when they have no idea what that other business might look like. But what do you, I guess, how do you approach somebody to discover like is this thing that I'm doing with work, is it the right thing for me right now? or you know
0: should i be looking for uh, a change yeah man i was i was the king of borrowed affirmations and borrowed borrowed visions right i was just like well i don't really know cuz i grew up very you know unconscious i just kind of did the next thing cuz i just thought i was supposed to when i really looked at it and this you know this happened pretty well probably 3 or 4 years ago when i had this this recognition like This whole time, I've just been chasing more. And like, when is more gonna, like the goalposts just keep moving away from me. And so I had to look at like, okay, what is the lifestyle that I want to live? How much does that cost? And, you know, what can I do to to make that money, right? And I think this comes back to that, that that Craig's uh, quote there, values and vision drive every decision. Like, what do you actually want? Right. And this gets really hard. Like, for example, I watched Hormozzi's launch party, book launch party on Saturday, like 500,000 other people did. And it's very easy to find yourself going, well, I want to do that too. And like, I have, you know, I can do that. Right. It's like, but, but if that's not the life you want to live, like that's Alex Hormozzi's dream. Mm. That's not maybe my dream or your dream. Right. I want to be able to provide for my family and I want to be a present partner and in the future a present uh, father. That's the most important things to me. Doing something like that in my opinion is not going to get me there, right it's not it's not going to get me there. Doing something where I get to coach people for four or five hours a day and then I get to work on other projects for a couple hours a day and then I probably when I have a kid get to hang out with my kid, that matters. So, how can I make the amount of money that I need to make to support our family and live the lifestyle that I want to live and enjoy generally enjoy my life. And so, the other thing about like okay, let's let's say let me just preface and say, okay, let's say you're not enjoying your life with your agency right now, right? It's making good money or whatever, but you're not enjoying it. Well, then what's what's adjacent to that, right? That you may enjoy more. And then let's repeat the process. Try it, intentional action, iterate, reiterate, try it again. Right? Like it kind of just keeps coming down to that because the only thing you can do is do things and then learn from them. Love it. Do you have time to stick around for our lightning round? I always have time for a lightning round, Brent. What's the best advice you've ever received? Oh, The best advice I have ever received is uh, what if it could work out better than you ever imagined? Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Journaling and becoming aware of my emotional state. Is there a tool or app that you've been digging lately that you think our listeners would find valuable? This one's very simple. It's called feelingswheel.com. What are you actually feeling right now? Because none of us actually know what emotion we're feeling in the moment. I'm. I'm gonna check that out after the program. <laughs> yeah, you can. The guy has like you can Venmo him on the on the website. <laughs> uh, what book would you recommend for our listeners? Uh, number one most recommended book for me is "Ask and It Is Given" by Esther and Jerry Hicks. Uh, it's actually a long story, but Abraham Hicks, and it's uh, it's it's just all about a lot of this stuff and how like what you think becomes uh, what you see. Very cool. We will link out to Ask and It Is Given, as well as The
1: Feelings Wheel. Two things that we yeah. have never heard on this show, so I love it. I love having uh, people from different <laughs> and diverse backgrounds on the program. Thank you for that, Gavin. Uh, how can folks find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out?
0: Yeah, so if you want to learn more about like the work I do with Craig and the work we do, earlytorise.com is a great resource. Um, I encourage people to follow me on Instagram at Gavin McHale One. I've share every every few days I'm sharing stuff from my t- my talks at live events and and some of my thoughts. So uh, it's pretty fun in there. So at Gavin McHale One. Uh, if you really want to talk to me, Gavin at com is a great place to uh, to get a hold of me. Sweet, man. Well, we will put all those links into one nice,
1: neat place over on our show notes page at com forward slash podcast. So we'll have links out to uh, early to rise. We'll throw your email address on there, your Instagram on there, Uh, those book recommendations, the feelings wheel, check it out. Yougurus.com slash podcast. Gavin, thank you so much for stopping by the program.
0: Thanks for having me, man. It's been a blast.
1: And that's it for this week's episode of the digital agency show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency. So you can achieve freedom in business and life until next time.